With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce Ng. Joyce, since we last spoke, a new Oscars category is here finally but yet people are still upset because it's not stunts uh the news broke last week they're adding a casting award for the 98th oscars so great news for us for 2026 or for the movies of 25 i guess so we still have a long time now yeah Yeah. Um, we're still doing this two years from now yeah they, they, they gotta i guess you know uh dot the i's and cross the t's Yes. Before uh, they enact it, because a lot of people are like, why isn't this for next year? You know, uh, as they said in the press release, uh, category rules, rules and eligibility, account, category rules for eligibility and voting for the inaugural award will be announced in April 2025 with the complete 98 Oscars rules. Specifics of the awards presentation will be determined by the Board of Governors and its administrative leadership at a future date. I, I talked to uh I I saw Matt Bellany Joyce. I don't know if you saw this. He was like, they can't actually even put this on the show. No, because, because of ABC. Because ABC's contract forbids them from adding a new category. So I, I was wondering and I actually emailed Matt Bellany Joyce. I just was like, I'm gonna email this wow. guy. I don't even know him. I don't even know. Him. Look, at, look at that cold email. What was cold your email. subject? I was like, I saw you wrote this. And I was like, it's technically not adding a category because when they signed the contract with ABC there was 24 categories because there were two sound categories. Now there's only 23. So we're going back to 24. And he said, I actually asked about this and it forbids new categories. Mm-hmm. So they would have to figure out a loophole to get this on the show, which yeah. I'm sure they could, but there you go. Yeah, this this was also part of the, the discourse last week when it was announced. And most people just assume that they'll probably drop the shorts or something, you know, yeah, do like- maybe. Yeah, right. Maybe. I guess that would make sense. Uh, and then, I, like you said, not, a lot of outrage because it wasn't. Completely, but just, right. you know, <laughs> a lot of outrage because it wasn't stunts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what did the stunts performers have to do? Well, they probably need a branch, I would guess, right? Yeah. The casting branch has existed for a very long time. <laughs> so, so start in the branch and then go from there. Uh, Joyce, exciting. I can't wait to talk about this in two years uh, about what, what movies would be. Uh, well, movies will compete for casting and how they will determine what actually counts as casting. I don't think it would be like an ensemble or we got an email about this we could read later. No, because it's not ensemble, but here's here's the thing. Yeah. Like people will be confused and be conflating them because a lot, especially normies too, they think of cast and casting as the same thing and they are not the same thing. And then 
the other reason why I definitely believe it's going to take two years for them to implement this category is because like like you read the rules like they need to be very specific about what is eligible who is eligible specifically because a lot of the high profile casting for movies is not necessarily up to the casting director it's like the director or producer or just like the a-lister with clout yes you know so, so like, it's yeah like killers of flower moon i was it's just like, gonna say so killers of flower moon i actually think maybe would still like we'll talk about this because we got well, a question yeah but that. like not for leo or bobby so correct like leo and bob were already baked in but then you're casting all these people like lily gladstone and, and cara jade myers and all the, the the indigenous actors who are in the movie and it's like wow Great job, but they're not casting necessarily like Leo and Bob, Ellen Lewis. No. So it's like, that's the type of thing you need to take into account too, because for most people, when they think of the movie, they'll think of them, you know, like the faces of the movie, two of the most famous actors in yeah. the world. Too. So, yeah. I mean, I do think it's a little bit like all these craft categories. Ultimately, the director is heavily involved in all of these things mm -hmm. or the producers. So like even like editing and cinematography, yes, these people, but like, Hoyte von Hoytema has talked about like how yes he's a cinematographer for Oppenheimer and a lot of his ideas are going to be in there but Christopher Nolan is like really driving that creativity right like it's like it's going to look like he wants and so yeah because like, in in film it's the director's medium right they have the final say and so yeah even for like the indigenous actors obviously um like Marty is also like involved like yeah. it's not like they're just casting these people without his input right. too they're presenting him with who they like Lily yeah, with the options like here's lily glassstone watch certain women yes exactly and uh so that'll be a lot of fun though i love i love an added category yeah like my only concern is you know with i i think like the branch itself will do a good job because you know this is their field right but then it's like when it comes to the winners and then everyone gets to vote for winners i think a lot of these people will not give this too much thought and think about the cast itself instead of the uh the art of casting you know yes. and the craft of casting so they might just vote for their favorite cast like it's sag ensemble i i think they would uh we'll talk about we have a we have a nice a couple emails about this later we we'll also have we have bafta predictions later on and like they they started casting the casting category before the oscars so they did and, and i i never know how to predict this category <laughs> and i don't know if they know how to predict the bafta casting winners are uh insane uh it seems to put it bluntly yeah, I've only they've they've had this for four years, I think, and I've only gone in right once with West Side Story. The winners uh, since they announced Joker. the category, Joker won the first year. Yeah, and I was like, what? <laughs> the other nominees were Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Personal History of David Copperfield, and The Two Popes. I would have gone Hollywood myself there, but you know, Joker, sure. Twenty uh, Twenty was Rocks. Mm -hmm. That that's a good one though. Um, that. Uh, but like not a well-known film because it was, you know, British. Other nominees are Calm with Horses, Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, and Promising a Woman. Thought maybe Minari would have won. I'm sure I would have predicted Minari that year. Uh, you mentioned West Side Story, that one here uh, in 21. And against Boiling Point, Dune, The Hand of God, and King Richard. Good guess on the, the West Side Story. That seems right. The only one I've gotten right, at least. Last year, Elvis won. It, this is uh, like Joker again. Uh, over After Sun, which I think we both had because of the young uh, casting, you know, to get Frankie. the Frankie in there with Paul Mescal. All Quiet on the Western Front, Everything Everywhere, and Triangle of Sadness. And when we do our BAFTA predictions in a little bit, and, we'll have yeah. to decide between All of Us Strangers and Avenue of All Holdovers, How to Have Sex and Killers of Flower Moon. So, uh, 
yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're looking for. No idea. So, and, that's and I, I don't know. I don't know what the Oscars will do in two years. What what they will pick? No idea. Will they add unanswerable question? Will they add more categories? Will they come up with more to add before the ninety eighth show? Like stunts? Yeah. No, I think they'll want to like get casting going first before they do. Maybe they'll do stunts for the hundredth. And do you think they'll ever add first time filmmaker? No, that one I think is going to be next. No, I think that's going to be next because I just feel like because other shows already have it. Like I think that helps. No, but it's like I think it's easier for those other shows to have that. Like that this is they're all about they're about the like exclusivity. Sure. And it's like you know you you can't have too many things either so and then like I, you know obviously consolidating the sounds was also to save time too and the and the branch wanted that too for some reason even though i'm like no because these people don't know the difference i think that was that was that one of the reasons why the branch actually wanted it is because people don't know the different like just do one yeah one, right i mean and like i kind of feel like maybe some of them are like if, if they're nominated from the same film they watch their colleagues win one category but like they don't <laughs> too yeah but like when it's just one they can all win together yeah. you know but yeah like but that like those are still like crafts you know and like I do like the addition of casting because that is above the line that's an above the line feel because above the line is everything before production begins so that's casting right you know below the line is everything after production begins so um and like that's such a key component of a film too so and they've had a branch for years just without the category um but yeah i am concerned about what the winners will look like when we finally get them I, like I, I think it's just going to be another another category where it's just like the top five and best picture get nominated too. it could so it could be the top five and best picture just get nominated yeah it'll be like also, or, or it'll be like four of the the favorites and then like one inspired choice i think there'll be one or two inspired choices and then like for the three of the favorites and then or four of the favorites and then the best picture front runner ends up winning like this year i will do this later but like i, I mean i think you could like oppenheimer probably would have been nominated well maybe would have won if it was in there right like that kind yeah. of thing mm -hmm. uh other big news this week joyce one of my favorite days of the year as a non as someone who looks at twitter a lot the oscars luncheon monday the beverly hilton hotel i've recognized that pool anywhere Right after uh, the Super Bowl, had a fun time watching that. Next day, and and two days after Christopher Nolan won DGA. Yes, we didn't even talk about the DGA. Hey, DGA. I mean, like, what's there to talk about? Like, he was gonna win, and he won. So, the biggest takeaway from DGA awards was just a sidebar here was that long, long time won best director for for drama series. It was that, God. and then and then Lessons in Chemistry overcame the triple vote split to win uh limited but then i was like that actually makes sense because well i talked to sarah adina smith too for that episode um but a uh, great episode but that's that was also the second episode and the other two episodes were later on in the season i was like so i wonder if like most people just watch the first half of the season that's hilarious <laughs> so yeah chris Renolan won the dga dga where it's not even a buried lead because i feel like it was the most obvious win in the history of wins uh but the oscars lunch enjoys man i loved it love seeing that the top dog was messy. Uh, given strong Uggy from artist vibes. Messy was like the first one, there, I think. Yeah. Messy, aka Snoop from Anatomy of a Fall, if anyone does not know. Uh, yes, the dog is named Messy. In the movie, it's Snoop. 
was the hit of this, his hit of the luncheon. Kyle Buchanan had a great write up. Everyone came came over to Messi. Uh, Ryan Gosling, America and, Ferrera. Yeah, uh, you know, great video. Of Ryan over- overcome with emotion, had to step back for a second before he talked to Messi. How are they going to get Messi on the Oscar show, Joyce? That has to happen, right? I mean, like on the actual stage. I mean, yeah. he's definitely attending. Obviously, and I think Kim will bring him bring him up on. Kim will do it not in the monologue, but like in a like returning for commercial for one segment somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then the other big thing about the Oscars lunch in Joyce. Well, first of all, the Oscars are starting an hour earlier this year, which well, we knew, we but apparently that. people didn't know it though. That was that was one they, of the things they, they announced that a while ago. They did. Great news for us on the East Coast. Seven o'clock start. Let's go. Love it. End by 11. Um, but yeah, people didn't know. They didn't know it was daylight savings time. I'm like, look at a calendar. I know you're famous, but don't you have a Google calendar? But the best part of that, everyone act- acting like that was, you know, crazy for this year is like the same thing happened last year, guys. It was on March 12th, 2023. Mm-hmm. Also daylight savings time. Like, it's, remember it's nothing strange I, I famous people sometimes i think are just uh in another world choice not even them but like the people the people tweeting jan and yang's comments to him like guys this literally just happened last year <laughs> uh and then kyle buchanan again i feel like if you're not following kyle for his like he is like he owns the oscars luncheon choice i think it's his, like his beat uh, i mean he always has at least 50 tweets in his thread he had the applause meter which you know i love I'm just going to read it off. I, 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 I bookmarked this tweet, so I got it here. Paul Giamatti had the biggest response for the actors. The actresses, all of them, question mark. Supporting actor Downey, but Sterling K. Brown got a lot. And supporting actress Devon Joy Randolph. No kidding. So, uh, um, yeah, it means nothing because, like, no shit. Who's not going to get any applause? And <laughs> also, I mean, I mean, the whole thing is on... The, the whole reading of every, all the, the attendees for the photo is online. It's on YouTube. I did not watch it. It's like no. 30 minutes long. Yeah. But everyone gets applause at these things. And yeah, some are going to be like louder than others, but that's because they're famous people like actors versus craftspeople. Yeah. You know? And then also if you're in the room, sound travels differently depending on where you are. So it, something could sound louder on his side of the room, you know, if it started closer to his, if like the person is sitting closer to him, then wow, if they were this, like this is like a science away. lesson, Joyce. No, this is just, this happens every year. Dropping knowledge. People are like, oh my God, they got so, like, they got the most applause at the lunch. And I'm like, great. This is just like treating the anonymous ballots as gospel when they're just a drop in the bucket. Cause like people act like those 200 people who attended the luncheon every year are the only people voting. And it's like, it's like how everyone talks about, oh, the Oscars snub like this and that, like, you know, they snub Greta, like as if they all get into a room and decide like they're going to snub this person and nominate this person, this category, but not in this category. It's like, they don't do this. Like, and it's like these 200 people sure applauded all these people there in attendance, but there are more than 10,000 other people voting <laughs> for the winners. Joyce, there could be 100 people in a room and 99 of them don't believe in you. But all it takes is one to change your life. The, the one with the loudest applause. You know what's going to happen eventually? <laughs> one one of these years, someone's going to bring like, I don't, what are they even called? Like a sound meter so they could like 
record oh, yeah. the, the actual decibels of a, applause. Yeah, you know? Des- I think it's like a, a decibel thing. Yeah, someone's going to bring that next year. But it's like, I mean, like last year, you know, it was like Tom Cruise got the most applause. He he was the top dog last year. He and then I remember people saying that Colin Farrell got a lot of applause too. So then people were like, oh, could he actually win? It's like, he's not winning. Well, that could be Paul Giamatti, right? We'll get to that for best actor. People, uh, If he was the loudest applause. There you go. Uh, love seeing the Oscars launch and love the dog. Everyone, I think 17 of the 20 Oscar acting nominees were there. Uh, a lot of, all the directors were like, it looked great. Great photo. Love the well, photo. Glazer didn't go, and then Daniel Brooks. No Daniel Brooks or Jodie Foster or De Niro. De Niro definitely was like, I ain't doing this shit. But he's also filming. I know, like, he and Danielle are filming. I don't know what Jodie's Danielle's in New Zealand, I believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Filming uh, Minecraft, right? Oh, I was going to say, yeah, I think you're right. Minecraft. For some reason, yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, Yeah, great stuff. What did you think of the photo i feel like they could have chosen a better shot to release officially yeah i don't a lot of people you know like scratching their heads turn sideways it seems like with a bunch of like you know a couple hundred grown-ups you'd be able to get them just to stand still for one second but who knows and they they take more than one shot i would hope like they tell them to you know like look at the whatever and smile I, i don't know what do you think of the placements? Lily Gladstone was, I think, near Marty and Nolan, I believe. She was in between them, wasn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the front row was stacked. Gonna yeah. be a lot of famous people at this Oscars choice. Um, and like RDJ was the last one called. So obviously, of course, he's gonna get super loud applause too as the last one. Do you think they'll lead? What will they lead off with on the ceremony? Will 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 they open after Kimmel's monologue with Downey's win? No, they'll do supporting actress. And then when will they stick Downey later in the, in the show? Yeah, they don't they don't do them back to back. No, I know, but they did supporting actor last year first. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they alternate every year. Well, they don't necessarily wait. Did they do? I don't know. It was like everything everywhere. Yeah, it was him first. Because I'm like, would it make, for the ratings perspective, I guess you don't, you know, you're actually right. Since it's starting at seven, maybe they'll wait on Downey. Because I'm like, you want to like start with a bang. But also maybe not if it's starting at seven rather than eight. Um, last year, I think they did, no, they, they did something else first. But I think he was second. And then did they do her right after, I think, JLC? I'm going to Google this choice because we have the power think, to look. I think she, I, I remember her being like pretty close after him, but I, he was, I think he was definitely first. Uh, wow. They opened with animated feature? Yes. Yeah, so they did something else first. I remember them doing something else first. And then Ariana DeBose and Troy Kotzer came out to do both supporting actor and supporting actress. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So Key was first. Okay. So maybe yeah. we'll do that again this year. Um, they also have to announce presenters. So, you know, JLC's like, I'm there. My God. Yeah. I, I believe they're going to do all the songs. They kind of quiet confirmed that. They're just not. Yeah. It's like on background. Uh, but I talked to Scott George Joyce, who's a nominee for Kills the Flower Moon. And he was like, he had not been approached, but he officially confirmed. But he was like, the hope is that we're going to do it. So they, I think they performed that at Santa Barbara last they week. Did. It's going to be great to see that perform live. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he was really cool, Scott George. Scott George is a regular, uh, a, a regular human being. Now you got to predict it to win. I almost was, but I can. Uh, over Barbie. Sorry, Scott. Uh, Trace, let's do our BAFTA picks here. Um, I haven't touched these since I I did them a month ago. uh, Baptists are Sunday. Going to be watching them Sunday afternoon? Absolutely not. I haven't seen these in years. I don't even know if I've ever seen a full ceremony. So Uh, we'll be on, we'll do our, we'll do a recap though, Sunday night. The best part is, is like, it's not even live in England. No. Because they like the BBC allocates like a two hour block for it in prime time. And, but like the ceremony itself happens earlier. So then after it ends in real time, they have to edit it down into a two hour broadcast. But everyone knows the winners already because, you know, Twitter. it already happened. Yeah. Well, I they remember reference- like, like 10 years ago, they, they would try to, or like the official BAFTA account on Twitter, they would try to hide or like not spoil quote unquote the winners. So they'll be like, the BAFTA winner for best actress is, and it'll be like, click on this link, but now they just tweet it out. So how will they reference uh Aaron Antibose did the thing? You know, so yesterday they announced like the list of presenters and like whatever and attendees. And it said like Hannah Waddingham is gonna do a special performance. And I'm like, she better fucking rap. She might. David Tennant definitely is gonna make a Ariana DeBose did the thing joke. So, yeah, that's all right. So our first up, best picture choice, the BAFTAs. The nominees to recap are Oppenheimer, Anatomy of Law, Poor Things, The Holdovers, and Killers of the Flower Moon. And I have Oppenheimer winning. Yes. What do you have in second? Anatomy. Same. Uh, Hard to, I, I feel like. The more the season goes on, the more awards I think Oppenheimer is going to win at the Oscars eventually. And uh, just feels like no shot it's going to lose here. Would be a shocking upset. Remember last year when All Quiet cleaned up? Yes. Yeah. I, so last year during the BAFTAs, I was at Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, nice. And I was following the winners on Twitter yes. from Chuck E. Cheese. And then... Once I saw like all the all quiet wins, I was like, LOL. I remember getting an LOL from you about those. Yeah. I don't uh, think that'll happen this year. So. I don't think that's going to happen this year. Best director, Joyce. To recap, the nominees are Christopher Nolan, Jonathan Glazer, Justine Trier, Alexander Payne, and Andrew Haig, and Bradley Cooper. Good for Brad getting in there. And I have Christopher Nolan winning. Same. After his DGA win, do you see anything stopping that train? If you had to pick between operation, so what what is more locked? If you they're both seemingly locked to me, but they're not locked locked. But like Nolan or Oppenheimer for picture, which would you say is more of like a sure thing? Um, him. He feels like locked to like the likes of which we haven't seen in a long time. Maybe since the Daniels, I guess since they were locked too. Well, but the Daniels didn't win this last year. No. But so, Jane, I feel like I feel like he's like we like the last few seasons. We it has not been a real question about who's going to win director. I guess 
That's insane. No, yeah, because even though the Daniels lost this, it was like they're still gonna win the Oscar. It's Not, like uh, he maybe, still won, lost yeah. after he was still gonna win the Oscar. You'd have to go back to 2020, I guess, to have like a race where it was like, even though I felt like Bong Joon Ho was clearly gonna win, but like you could argue that was like a race because Sam won DGA and Sam whatever. won DGA and and like 1917 was still the techie film, right? You know, so it could have still split um, with right. Parasite winning Best Picture. But yeah, um, like the last few, like, like he's just gonna Nolan is just gonna win this, and also his Phase Two campaign has been impeccable. Anybody who thinks Chris Nolan is a boring fuddy duddy is that it's, they it's always funny in. that people have that impression of him when he's never been like that. If you've read any interview with him, they've, t- they've taken a lot of L's this year from New York film critic circle with the Peloton to him running around with Stephen Colbert, uh, to just saying how Marvel saved movie theaters. That was the latest one. And then just standing, you know, fast and furious. Um, and that, Killian yeah. Shaw. Like talking about like how he was trashed 10 years ago and told Killian he was the actor of his generation and now he feels vindicated because he Just is. All he all he all he do is play uh Siri play uh what's his face? All you do is win. Wow. Um but his his DJ speech was also great because uh, he kept it short because obviously he already gave a speech earlier when they do the tributes right. to all the nominees, but he closed it by saying um you, you know like paraphrasing but like i like i can't tell you how much it, it it means to me for my peers to think that i deserve this really great yeah lovely lovely moment yeah uh i'm excited for him to win an oscar love christopher nolan not even gonna pretend i don't i don't care he's great movies are great uh best actress choice at bafta the nominees here are emma stone sandra huller carrie mulligan margot robbie vivian opara and Fantasia Barino for the color purple. Hey, look at that. Coming, Coming to HBO to Max. Max on President's Day. Yeah. Or no, President Day weekend, because it's Friday. This I Friday. called it HBO Max, like I'm on the Jackie Robinson oh, Parkway. 2020? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I or, mean, sorry. I, I know a lot of normies who still call it HBO Max. So. so bad. It's Max. Anyway, this one I had a lot of trouble with, Joyce. Because I really think Sandra Huller could pull it off. But I'm going to stick with Emma Stone for poor things. I was more torn about this before London last week, but with Emma winning there, even with Anatomy and Zone doing well with London, um, I'm like, I'm just Emma. So the British sensibilities is the reason there for you. Well, it was it's more that like I I still I just think Sandra's chances of winning now after that have lessened at BAFTA, I'm talking about. Right. Um, even though they don't even though there's no probably overlap. There's no overlap between, you know, the London critics and BAFTA members. But it's just like I it feels like people are like happy in general to recognize her two films. Um, but not her for some reason. And then Poor Things is also surging at this point. We talked about this last week. It won BSC, it also won ADG over the weekend mm-hmm. over Barbie. Barbie so and it's killing it at the box office so also a tough beat for everyone who said that once poor things will go wide it will tank because people won't like it it'll be divisive um and it's just crushing it everywhere I think that was a lot of uh 
anti-dicting. Yeah, a lot of anti-dicting there. They didn't want it to be successful. Uh, yeah, I have him winning. I guess it, we talked about this a lot. I think if Sandra does win, that does, and then we'll see what happens at SAG, that could throw this race up. And I still think there's a shot Lily Gladstone eventually wins the Oscar, just because. But I think Emma Stone will win here. I don't think Sandra's going to win. That's basically I also I think with, like, the whole membership voting for the winners, I think that helps Emma. Even, obviously, Anatomy is very popular, too. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just between them here. I have Carrie in third. Uh, I do too, I believe. I just skipped off the page. Let me see. Wow. I have Carrie in third also. Uh, for best actors, I feel like we'll both have the same winner here as well. The nominees are uh, it's Oppenheimer, playing Oppenheimer. Killing Murphy for Oppenheimer. Paul Giamatti, Bradley Cooper, Barry Keoghan, Coleman Domingo, and Tao Yu for Past Lives. And I have Killian Murphy winning for Oppenheimer. Yes. I think Paul is competitive here. Holdover is overperforming yes. BAFTA. So I think he could win. Um, I am, however, thinking about putting Bradley in second because that is the type of like performance and film they usually like more than the holdovers that just like you know biopic transformation type of thing and and they obviously did like maestro yes so but i'm not i mean i'm not gonna put him in, in first to win right this is like i still have killian and i mean we talked about this before i don't know like a couple weeks ago i guess by now but i like i have killian in first not because he's irish no but because like it is like he has he's in the bigger movie and he has the biopic role whereas the last two years the person who beat the irishman and the brit was an american with the biopic role yep i think that's fair so i mean yeah i wouldn't be shocked if paul or bradley won but i'll say this if paul wins I would feel very confident about him probably winning at the Oscars because I think he could still win at SAG. Like oh, we yeah. talked about. So like, I think this would be like a real show of strength for Paul. Uh, we've talked about a lot how like, there's no really no reason for Killing Murphy not to win Best Actor. He's got the biggest movie, he's biopic, all these different things. And he seems like he should win SAG too because of all those things. And he's on a, been a, on a popular TV show for years. So like, he's very well known to the SAG voting block. Uh, but if Paul wins this somehow, I think he can win SAG and keep going, but we're going to stick with Killian. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it's the same as Austin Butler upsetting Colin Farrell last year. No. No. So that was a very sad moment because I was like, this should have been like, because Colin wasn't going to win the Oscar and then it looked really good with Carrie and Barry winning, <laughs> supporting. It's like, nope. Elvis. Best Supporting Actors Choice. Nominees are Divine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers, Emily Blunt, Rosamund Pike, Daniel Brooks, Sandra Haller for Zone of Interest, and Claire Foy for All the Strangers. And I'm going to go with an upset here because I just feel like there's no way BAFTA's going to go. BAFTA didn't get anything right. It didn't get anything right. Did not match the Oscars last year. They yeah, it's have, not about uh, right or wrong. 
they did not match the Oscars. They have a history of kind of doing their own thing. And certainly in supporting actress, I feel like they've gone zigged and zagged. So I'm putting Emily Blunt in first for Oppenheimer and not Daniel. Oppy sweep. I am predicting Oppy sweep. I just am like, I don't think there's going to be one of these where we're like, oh, wow. Like last year, Kiyu Kwan did not win, right? Like, I just feel like there's always one of these where it's just like an obvious choice that they don't go for, for whatever reason. So I'm going to put Emily Blunt in first and maybe get this wrong. Um, I'm just going to do Dave Vine. Um, I, like, if it's an upset, I don't even know if it would be Emily. Well, like she I, has the bigger movie. The, that's the big why. Here. Um, I mean, I don't think it's going to be Danielle. I, I would have, I, I think it would be Claire, honestly, if it's not. Claire winning would be amazing. Like, um, I think it's possible. I have her in third. Like Claire, Sandra. I I don't know. I feel like it's just like um it's hard to like clock the alternative, even though like Emily seems like a very obvious alternative. Yeah. But so far this entire season, she's just been performing as uh a bridesmaid, just a nominee. Right. I like I said, I just this is whereas, a, whereas like last year with like Barry, he actually won stuff too, like critics awards and stuff. So um yeah. I think this this will just kind of be like they're you know, they'll they'll just go with the front runner and sweep, you know, like I, I remember people doubting like Viola Davis too and like she won. But that year I did predict Dev Patel to win supporting actor over Mahershala Ali and that happened because they they liked Lion. <laughs> uh I just think they're I'm just like I I was looking at my picks and I was like I have these same four people winning best uh, at the Oscars and I don't know that it's going to match 4 for 4. So Because it went over 4 last year? Not yeah, like I mean and they've historically just done their own stuff a lot of times, right? Like they're not beholden to these winners that we think and even like Devondre Randolph is obviously winning an Oscar, like no doubt to me, right? Like she's got to be the biggest lock of the actors among the actors, I would say. Uh, so I don't think this really matters if she loses this. Um, and I'm just like, I don't know. I just think that they'll just pick something else because they're just weird. I mean, this category was also not tough last year, but uh, unsettled, you know, Um because it was like because Angela Bassett had won mm-hmm. um Globe and Critics Choice, but it didn't feel like she would win this and she didn't. Right. You know, but we also knew that they would like Banshees last year because they love Martin McDonough. So Carrie Condon won. This was also the category last year when they accidentally announced Carrie Mulligan as the winner for like six seconds. And great. It awesome. Maybe it's good they're not live. Uh, Best Supporting Actor Joyce, the nominees are Downey for Oppenheimer, Gosling, Paul Mescal, Dominic Sessa, Robert De Niro, and Jacob Elordi for Saltburn. I have Robert Downey Jr. winning for Oppenheimer. Yes. If he doesn't win, if there's an upset here, who would you put? I have Ryan in second, but I don't know. I have Ryan in second too, but I think Paul would be a, a strong contender as well. Imagine if Paul and Claire win. <laughs> I mean, it's not, I don't think it's that 
like completely wild to expect or to think like it's not it's not impossible um no i think it'll just be rdj so uh original screenplay nominees are anatomy of fall the holdovers barbie past lives and maestro and i have anatomy of fall winning same uh seems like this is just where this is this is going to steamroll from here on out i feel like in this category so fully expected to win the oscars and um like i mentioned this a couple weeks ago but like if when it wins here like this is because like wga is uh postponed until april because of the strikes like no one else is gonna have like an an opportunity to accept an award like a writing award except anatomy of the fall like justine trey and arthur harari because you know critics choice they handed out screenplay off air Love it. And they didn't even nom- nominate Anatomy of a Fall in original. So great. Um, but yeah, this should be an easy win for Anatomy. I have holdovers in second. Me too. Uh, best adapted screenplay. Nominees are Poor Things, Oppenheimer, Zone of Interest, All of the Strangers, and American Fiction. I have Oppenheimer winning. Um, I have Poor Things. Poor Things is in first. I'm just going with the Oppenheimer sweep. Uh, I kind of think Zone of Interest could win. I think Zone of Interest could also win. I have it in third. Oh, I have that in third too. Um, I can see just um, poor things performing like the favorite here. Mm -hmm. So winning like a bunch of awards, um, and it won the favorite one original screenplay. So, but it it doesn't win. Um and also one actress and but it doesn't win director or picture. So it's like a bunch of like a couple above the line and a bunch of like below the line stuff and then British film. Yeah, I think that makes sense. For cinematography, Joyce nominees are Oppenheimer, Poor Things, The Killers of Flower Moon, The Zone of Interest, and Maestro. And I have Oppenheimer winning. Same. I mean, not much to say here about this one. I feel like it's going to go all the way at the Oscars as well. Yeah, um, and I have poor things in second because it won BSC, the Babysitter's Club. Yeah. yeah. Costume design. Poor things. Barbie, Napoleon, Killers of Flower Moon, and Oppenheimer, and I have poor things winning. Same. I've moved on to poor things winning at the Oscars in costume design and production design. I haven't made that change yet. For the Oscars, and I, I like I already had four things here before, like you know, um, so I think I it it's not surprising to me that, that the guild it's for poor things in production design because those are the craftspeople, right? Um, but then I don't know what's going to happen when the entire membership votes. Well, I'll say this: if if Barbie somehow wins this at BAFTA, I would be more feel more confident about winning at the Oscars. But I think, yeah, I mean, well, this is costume, but like I was, oh, and, for, uh, right, right. I like both of them. But yeah, essentially, um, 
yeah like i think barbie still has a shot in both those categories so i haven't done anything at the oscars but i always had poor things here at the baptist so for film editing nominees are oppenheimer anatomy of all poor things killers of the flower moon and the zone of interest and i have oppenheimer same not much else to say um i have anatomy in second yeah same i don't know for makeup and hair, the nominees are Maestro, Poor Things, Killers of the Flower Moon, Oppenheimer, and Napoleon. And I kind of was like, well, they like Maestro, but I'm going to stick. I'm going to go Poor Things, even though I think maybe that's wrong. I don't know. I'm going to stick with Poor Things. So this is where I'm like, do I do another Poor Things win here? Because I do have Poor Things winning this at the Oscars. Yes. But I have Maestro here. So, so I don't know. They like Maestro. They do. Um, n- not enough to nominate in film, right. but like enough. And like I can see poor things losing here, but still winning the Oscar. I don't know. Like they like BAFTA gave it to Elvis, right? Last year, mm-hmm. and then the whale won. So I do wonder this. And speaking of Oscar, make like we both now, I think, have poor, you, like you said, poor things we both have for makeup than at the Oscars. But maybe we should just stick with Maestro because it's like the most obvious one, even though they don't necessarily like the movie. Yeah. And it's like, you mean, you mean at BAFTA or the Oscars? Uh, well, maybe both, frankly. I don't know. <laughs> like the whale won the Oscar, like the winners of the makeup at the Oscars, at least, right? Or, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what to do here. Um, At BAFTA, the winners have been Elvis, Eyes of Tammy Faye, Ma Rainey, Bombshell, The Favorite, Darkest Hour, Florence Foster Jenkins, Mad Max, going back, and then Grand Budapest, going back 10 years. Yeah, and... I don't know. It's, but if you look at the Oscars, so that's why I think poor things would win here probably. But then the Oscars, maybe we should go to Maestro because I'm like the last few of those have been the Whale, which did not win at BAFTA, obviously. Eyes of Tammy Faye, Ma Rainey, they match. Bombshell, great. Then Vice won in 2018. Darkest Hour, Suicide Squad, <laughs> Mad Max, and Grand Budapest. So when Oscars are picking like ones that BAFTA did not, it's usually for these like very obvious biopic movies it's like vice would be like that would also make more sense for um poor things to win bafta and not so i'm gonna stick with poor things at bafta and i might go back to maestro at the oscars is what i'm saying basically but i think it's basically if if i move to poor things here i'm just gonna have like poor things and oppie splitting below the line (laughs) yes so i don't know should i do it I mean, I did it, so don't ask me, but. I don't know. It's uh... I feel like some of these, like, outside of last year were just, like, so obvious, like Tammy Faye. You know? Mm-hmm. Um. But. Yeah. Um. I guess since the favorite one here, I could just do poor things. If I want to make that comp happen. Yeah. 
Um, well, that's right, what I'm I'll, doing. Go to, I'll, I'll go to poor things. Just can't wait for us to get it wrong. An obby below the line. <clears throat> which maybe spoils the next category of production design. Uh, the nominees are Barbie, Poor Things, Oppenheimer, Flower Moon, and The Zone of Interest. And I have Poor Things winning. Same. And I actually have Oppenheimer in second and Barbie in third. Well, Oppie also won the guild in period. So Yes. Uh, so there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I Again, I still don't know about the Oscars. Like, I think... Barbie could still win the Oscar. I mean, honestly, Oppie could even just win. I'm thinking Oppie actually might win at the Oscars. That's yeah. where I was saying like earlier when I was like, I think I have been winning more and more Oscars. This is one of the categories because we talked about this when we did our first picks and it was like, yeah, poor things and Barbie maybe are splitting are like right one and two, but like Oppenheimer is the biggest movie, 13 nominations, best picture front runner. Like, it might just win because of that. And maybe Barbie and Poor Things splits a little more than we expect. I mean, I don't know, like, about... I mean, I guess, like, splitting is not the right term for that because I don't think you split... You know, yeah. Films. Right. But I I think, like, of the categories that Oppie is not predicted to win, like this and costume design as a better shot of winning this than costume. Yeah, costumes, I think, I think Poor Things and Barbie are much more competitive, but I kind of might stick with double Poor Things at the Oscars. I don't know. Last year, I got screwed because I did double Elvis, I think, which did not pay off. You didn't do Babylon? No. <laughs> Your beloved Babylon? Great movie. Um, I mean, Babylon won BAFTA last year. I know. Yeah, I... Because so like the the favorite again won this, and then lost to Black Panther. Yes. So I gotta you know if if I if I want that comp to come to fruition, I gotta keep Barbie at the Oscars. But I also think those are like Barbie and Black Panther are also different. You know, I feel like Black Panther is a lot more vibrant and, um, for lack of a better word, creative than Barbie necessarily, even though I do think Barbie's very creative in, in the production design. I think the stuff that I, like, the things I love in Barbie are, like, the production design of, like, when they go in, like, they go through the portal. Like, I love that. I love yeah, the sets. Uh, yeah. Like, they're really cool. But I think you're kind of, I actually think Barbie is now, I mean, like, I think Barbie is a star is born completely, like, down song. the middle. Song. Like, just song. Yeah. Same amount of nominations, right? Didn't, didn't Stars Born have eight also? Mm. Missed key nominations. No director. Was a big hit and a culturally significant movie, which I think you would say not as much, obviously, Stars Born as Barbie, but it was like a huge deal. And like wild snubs that were maybe unexpected. And then it just wins song. And there you go. I don't know. I think, and they're both Warner Brothers movies. I was like, I just think they're the same. I don't even think it's going to play like Black Panther in that regard. Yeah, like I, I always just had a winning song and costume and production design. The Black Panther package. Black yeah. Panther has a score yes. instead. But like those three. Um, but yeah, like it's it's kind of not not even just with like the snubs, but it's it kind of feels like it's also a little bit weak, or maybe it, it it's always been weak. You know, like it lost ADG. 
Um, it might I, lose more guilds. I the other thing I think is like it's not just it's not necessarily it is weak in terms of like it's not winning, but mm -hmm. I actually think it's like the problem is more that it's just a much more competitive year than like the black like Black Panther beat the at the Oscars, the favorite first man, Mary Poppins and Roma. None of those movies I think are like anywhere near as successful in production design as Poor Things, which is not like the favorite like Poor Things is like this weird kind of like fantasy Terry Gilliam type stuff, where his favorite was more like a straight down the middle, like even if it's not, it looks like a straight down the middle costume drama, right? You know what I mean? And like Oppenheimer, there is way more, I think, involved in First Man, which is funny because I don't know. I just think like like I don't I just think this is like a more competitive year. And that's why maybe if if Black Panther was up against poor things and, and Oppenheimer, I don't know if it would have won, I guess, either. Yeah, um, I don't know. H how much do you think people will care? Because this has always been one of, you know, like the the arguments against Barbie in the costume and production design is like they're just basically recreations, more or less, of something existing. You know, I I don't know if people would care. Like it's like yeah, I don't because I, I feel like people are just impressed by what they did anyway you know i mean they recreated los alamos it's not going to stop oppenheimer from winning you know what i mean like it's like they are it already existed in that yeah. regard i guess poor things would be like the most original because it's like this yeah. steampunk bullshit you know <laughs> what do you call it is that what it's called steampunk right isn't that what it yeah. okay um i don't know i i feel like i've always just kind of felt like the I think like people like really love Barbie, but I think like the the passion for it has been overestimated, and like yeah. we've seen that, yeah, carry out with like the noms and everything already, and now it's like maybe it'll just like you said just win one category song. Yeah, like I think Star it will, Born. and like that kind of was the trajectory for a Star Is Born too. Because I remember when that opened in October in 2018, a lot of people, a lot of several pundits were like, oh, this could this could be the first movie since The Silence of the Lambs to win the big five. And I'm like, you're wrong. Go home. It should have won those, Joyce, but it didn't. I'm like, that's not happening. And and then, yeah, like it was just always, you know, hitting where it, need to, it needed to hit, right? Like getting the nominations, but it wasn't winning anything really except for shallow right and then that ended up being the only thing it won at the oscars i guess yeah. the difference is is that like at this point we knew the stars born was only competitive in song I, whereas I kinda, barbie is still competitive in these other categories is it competitive or do we want it to be competitive in these other categories? i mean like i don't give a shit i don't care if it wins or but not i'm saying we but in general like the, you, mean, you know like, what I mean? like, like film twitter wants barbie to be competitive i kind of think maybe because like like you said like it has not performed like it is competitive i guess i would argue based on like the what we have like the data points we have if it wins here or BAFTA, then maybe it is competitive but so like it has it's been losing like a lot of guild award like lost all the you know it's not winning these I, well i think i think the thing is is that a lot of the the regional critics awards that do have um craft categories a lot of them gave it to barbie right i mean i don't i don't have a tally yeah. here but i feel like a lot of them did give it to tally the give it to 
Barbie and then Critics' Choice did too, right? Yes. So I think that also gives people, like, I don't blame people for thinking, like, it's ahead because it's won this stuff more so than Poor Things has. But that's also not the industry. So I feel like, I mean, like, a lot of pundits and critics love Barbie. Yeah, I love I love it. I love the movie, but I'm just like, I don't think it's going to win. The other thing is, like, we kind of, like, when they did the shortlist at the, I know this is, we're predicting BAFTAs, but just to, like, for, for like when we did the shortlist for the Oscars, it was like, oh, we kind of lumped the makeup miss for Barbie in with like Oppenheimer's VFX miss as like kind of stupid and like not a big deal, right? Like it didn't make the shortlist, but I think that was like a real telltale sign that actually the industry is not as hot on this movie in these areas as maybe people had hoped and expected. Um, Yeah. So, so that's so I'm back to like I'll have poor things production design, but I think Oppenheimer could win here at BAFTA, and I actually think it's going to win at the Oscars, but we'll see uh, when push comes to shove. Uh, score okay. much less fraught, Joyce. Oppenheimer, poor things, Flower Moon, Spider Verse, and Saltburn. I have Oppenheimer. Yes. Where do you have your beloved Saltburn? I have it in second, <laughs> and I have poor things in third. Of course you do. Gonna go out. Gonna go out on. I'm, I'm gonna go out how I came in. Uh, not much else to say there. I think that's gonna win the Oscars too for Ludwig. Um, for sound, Oppenheimer, Maestro, Zone of Interest, Ferrari, and Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One, and I have Oppenheimer. Yes. Um, I have Zone in second. Same. Mm-hmm. For best visual effects, the nominees are Creator, Poor Things, Guardians 3, Napoleon, and Mission Impossible, and I have Poor Things. This is another tough one for me, because I'm like, I could, again, just do another Poor Things. Mm -hmm. Or I could do The Creator or Napoleon. Those are really the ones that I'm between. And the creator is first in our odds, poor thing second, Napoleon in fourth. I have Napoleon in second because I actually think it, we talked about this. You said I, mean, it I could, have it at the Oscars. You have it at the Oscars. I actually think Godzilla is still safe at the Oscars because uh, Steven Spielberg saw it three times and said it was his favorite Godzilla movie. Basically. How many times did he see RRR? I don't know. But RRR wasn't nominated for visual effects and it probably could have won. If it was. No, but people were like, best picture. Yeah, well. Um, I don't know, but it here like if I if I do poor things, then I really would just have Oppie and poor things. Yep, that's what I have. I have Oppen. I will at the end here. We could do how many? I think I have Oppenheimer winning like eight or nine. Well, you have Emily too. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. So I mean, like last year, this was easy because it was just Avatar. Yeah. I like this year because I like these kind of years in visual effects because there actually isn't know, an obvious like, pick. Yeah, usually um, it is pretty obvious. What's funny about BAFTA is they they gave this to Black Panther, and this was Black Panther's only nomination. Yeah. Um, but like obviously the favorite did not have visual effects. I I don't know. Like, should I just do poor things? I, I would. I I think I understand your reasoning for Napoleon, and I also understand the reasoning for it at the Oscars, but I don't think anybody likes it. 
And so <laughs> I don't think it's going to win. I mean, it did, uh, it did a lot better in Europe than here at the box office. Yeah. I just, I'm like, I think for it to win, it would have to be a movie that people seem to care about. I don't know. I don't think they do. I mean, like, I, I don't really think that necessarily matters. And it's also, I mean, like, if you're talking about specifically at the Oscars, that's the most nominated film in that category. So, like, that could be your argument that they like it more because yeah, it has sure. the most nominations. That's fair. that's fair. You know? So, but, like, for the BAFTAs, um, uh, I don't know here and i'll just do poor things and i'll just have everything just poor things and oppie i have i have oppenheimer winning 10 baftas and i have poor things winning five um but you know what neither is in casting no so this would be a glimpse of what maybe the Oscars would hope for in two years. Uh, the nominees for casting are All of Us Strangers, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Anatomy of a Fall, and How to Have Sex. And I have Anatomy of a Fall winning casting. Um, I don't know what to do here because I get to see all of these winning. So there's definitely arguments for all of them winning. Uh, easily to imagine there's kids in anatomy and holdovers or younger actors right so like that maybe gives an advantage kills the flower moon has the indigenous actors and the native population represented and also like a lot of people people haven't seen before but it really flopped at BAFTA, so that's why i didn't really consider it at all all the strangers has these four great actors sure how to have sex is like the british one right can's fave i don't know all the changes and holdovers are one two in the odds. So just just based on their four year history at the BAFTAs, I was looking at this. So like we said, Joker won, then Rocks, um, West Side Story, and Elvis. And then in all of these years, those films also won an acting award. Like with an asterisk because so Joker obviously Joaquin and then Rocks technically is not for the film but uh Bucky Bacre won Rising Star mm -hmm. so it's not attached to the film but you know winner nonetheless and West Side Story obviously Ariana and then Austin with Elvis so if I use that logic then I would have to do holdovers yes, because yes. I have Dave Vine winning and I don't have Sandra winning um, for anatomy or any, all the strangers actor or Robert De Niro. Right. Or, um, and then the holdovers make sense too, because like the find is Dominic, of course. Right. Um, but then it's, this is also the entire membership voting. And I really don't know what they look for just based on the last four winners. So I actually think how to have sex could win this and maybe will, because I actually have, we'll do this later, but I have Mia uh, McKenna Bruce winning rising star. I, I do too. 
So that would make a lot of sense that it would win for this then. But I still think Anatomy of Fall is going to win because um, it's like a very well-liked movie there. And I think you could argue the cast, like it does feel like a great cast and that Milo I think is like a great find. And, and, and messy. I, I kind of think like the whole, like I think How to Have Sex though could easily win. If you're going to pick holdovers, like you said, Divine may be winning. Obviously, you don't have Divine though, so it doesn't matter to you. I would actually put all of the strangers in there because I think Claire could win, but I do think like How to Have Sex based on that metric that you've just laid out is a potential winner. Like more so. Than- I, I like when I first did this, I had all the strangers because I just had to move on. Um, but now I'm just like, I, I don't know what to do here. So. And then I don't even know why all the strangers is at first. I don't know. I think because people love the movie. I mean, maybe. Um. Yeah, I don't even, I have no idea what I even predicted the last couple years besides West Side Story. <laughs> but I know that's the only one I've gotten right. Um, and then, yeah, like if it's the whole membership voting, I'm like, Anatomy is very popular. I just you know? feel like Anatomy, and I am not, sure, like I said, I think the margin between Emma and Sandra is really tight. So I, if, I, I think Sandra could even win, obviously, Best Actress. So I think that, makes this even more likely than that anatomy will win i'll do anatomy wow and then i mean i don't i I can see all of these winning i don't know i'm gonna get this wrong again so i'm gonna be one for five in this maybe i should go then i should go to how to have sex to get away from you because you're like a mush you're like the mush in this in this category i mean how have you done in this category i'm probably terrible uh based (laughs) on you do west side story (laughs) I don't even know if I did. Let me, can I, let me you look can again. Look at old ones. We can look at old ones. This is scintillating. Let me see, actually. I know. I mean, you could just change the year and the URL, probably. I, I'll just look and see what I would have picked based on this. Like last year, I probably, I had After Sun. I think I might have had King Richard instead of West Side because Story. Because of the girls. I definitely had Minari instead of Rocks. I had Once Upon a Time in Hollywood instead of Joker. And that's it. So I'm also I got, like, I got your predictions here. Oh, good. So is this for casting? Casting, you picked Dune. Wow, even so worse. You had you had Dune, Boiling Point, West Side Story, King Richard, and The Hand of God. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Okay, so gonna get that one wrong. Amazing. Can't wait. Uh, animated feature. Nominees are Spider-Verse, Boy in the Heron, Chicken Run, and Elemental, and I have Spider-Verse winning. I do too. I've thought about going to Boy, but then every time I'm just like, it's everybody doing it. Yeah. I just am so. not gonna overthink that one. Yeah, like if it's wrong, then it's wrong, but... I'm I'm also not going to overthink the uh, documentary feature. Nominees are 20 Days in Marupal, Beyond Utopia, American Symphony, Still, and Wham, and I have 20 Days in Marupal. Same. And that's going to win at the Oscars, too, I feel. so. Mm-hmm. Best foreign film? Not, Anatomy of Fall, Zone of Interest, Past Lives, and 20 Days in Marupal, and Society of Snow. Society of the Snow, excuse me. 
when I have an Adam even fall winning. Same. I can see Zone doing it, but I like I think anatomy is more accessible and broad appealing. I can't wait for Oscar voters who are not paying attention to be like, where the fuck is anatomy of fall when they go to vote for international features? They'll be like, is is there a typo here on this website? Can I write it in? What is going on? How is it not in here? There must be a mistake. You know um, that's going to happen. Someone will definitely say that in an anonymous ballot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, best British film, Poor Things, Zone of Interest, All the Strangers, Saltburn, How to Have Sex, Rye Lane, Napoleon, Wonka, and Scrapper, and The Old Oak. And I have Poor Things. Same. What do you have in second? Zone. Same. I have All the Strangers in third and How to Have Sex in fourth. Um... I, yeah, I have I have Saltburn in fifth. Same. And then for Rising Star, uh, the nominees are Jacob Elordi, Iowa Devery, Mia McKenna-Bruce, Phoebe Divner, and Sophie Wilde. And I have Mia McKenna-Bruce winning. Same. I also do very poorly in this category because this is voted on by the people. And I don't yeah. know what the Brits like. So Jacob Elordi's in first. Iowa's in second. I would just be stunned if Iowa won. I don't know, like... I was like, I don't believe is the bear. They have a lot of reach over there in in the UK. I know. How, how did Bottoms do over there? My favorite movie, Bottoms, on yeah. Prime finally, so I could watch it whenever I'd like. Physical media release for that one, please. Love to get it. Um, yeah, I just I just don't know what the people go for the Brits. So, um, but I just did Mia. <laughs> and there you go. That's our BAFTA picks. So we'll see how wrong we are and we'll be back on Sunday night to talk about it, right? Yeah, we'll see how many Oppie and Poor Things predictions we got. I got 10, so we'll see. I mean, you know, I could be uh I like I I've already if you had to pick one of these categories to be an out of left field like Barry Hogan winning for supporting actor win, like we saw last year. I have already said Emily Blunt for for Best Morning Actress. What would you? Uh, what did your completely unexpected win? Um, I don't know because I don't really consider whatever is in theory in second like a total surprise. You know, like sure. I feel like you need to be a dark horse, but like in Davine's case, like she's had this unlock for so long that. You don't really know who's in second. True. Um, so I don't know. I mean, like honestly, like I would not be stunned if Bradley Cooper won. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Cause, cause, like I like that's just like a thing they would do, and I kind of feel like he has a better chance of winning here than at SAG, even though I think a lot of people feel like he's favored at SAG or like has a better chance at SAG. But I'm like, it, that performance is like way too divisive to appeal to the masses. The best Afra. thing would be for Bradley to win here and then everybody will move to him for SAG then. And then he loses. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, That'd be awesome. And then I don't, I don't really know. I mean, like, um, none of these are 
really I guess in a way like if zone one sound even though like I have that in second too but I think for uh I think a lot of us are not giving it you know a second thought with Oppie mm -hmm. winning but I I can see zone winning that because the sound design is so integral to the film um but yeah obviously nothing would surprise me in casting for rising star <laughs> Joyce, we're gonna do some emails emails at slugfests at goldderby.com this one's from don hi Joyce and chris the oscars announced a new category for best achievement in casting if you were to retroactively give this award for past ceremonies which movies do you think would have been nominated and won Love from the Philippines. That's from Don. And then we also have another one about, uh, that was, it was a similar one about that too. So what do you think, Joyce? We talked about this a little bit. I don't think go through 95 years of casting. Maybe we could just do this year. Things like a great idea for this year. I, uh, I mean, I could just see it just being like top five in best, like Oppie. Flower so, Moon. Oppie and Flower Moon, I definitely think would have gotten in. I'm thinking the holdovers would have clearly gotten in. Yes, for Dominic. And then... <sighs> like, I don't think Barbie would get in. If it no, was I don't think Barbie would get in, even though there there is a lot of casting of the Barbies and Kens. And then... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, what was hot when they were voting in mid-January, like a month ago. I think... American fiction would have made it in. Yeah, it's like American fiction and I could see like anatomy too. Like, I don't know about poor things. I think anatomy also. I don't think poor yeah, things- like would anatomy really... and American fiction. Yeah. Probably. Like a dark horse being like Rustin. I, I, I don't think like that had enough traction to be like, the outsider nominee fair so but i think it would just be mostly like the top five and best picture though i will say this and again maybe with all membership voting it makes it an oppenheimer win another oscar for oppenheimer but i actually think flower moon would probably win this if it was an actual category this year maybe i mean i don't know like that that's the fun thing about new categories is like we have no data to go off of and then it takes a couple years for us to extrapolate trends which i still cannot do with bafta right you know so i don't know because it also depends on like the year itself because it's like obviously this year Oppie is way stronger than flower moon so could casting just be swept up in it maybe what they actually like treat it separately and vote. i don't know I mean, even me as someone who would probably give Oppenheimer like nine Oscars, I would probably give Flower Moon the Oscar for casting. I know, but like, it's like how how deeply do a lot of these people think about it? And they all can't be as diligent as me, Joyce. No, of That's course why not. I should be an Oscar voter. Yeah, the the person who just picks whoever he talked to last. So I did interview or whatever Ellen. he watched last. I did I did interview Ellen Lewis and Renee Haynes. So so you you got to predict Flower Moon. <laughs> <laughs> this one is from Dames. Email us at slugfestigoldderby.com. Hi, Joyce and Chris. Sorry in advance for my English. It's not my native language, but it looks fine though, Dames. Don't worry about it. Better than Chris's. Certainly better than mine. How can you describe last year's Oscar? Uh, 
last year's how how can you describe last year's Oscar win of All Quiet on the Western Front in Best Production Design? It didn't win BAFTA. It didn't win Critics' Choice. It didn't win ADG. Uh, is there any chance we will see a victory like that at the upcoming Oscars? Not especially in production design, but in any other category. We were actually just talking about this. I think Oppenheimer would be like the one in production design because I don't think mm -hmm. it's like I think it's the movie. Like that's what I'm looking at a lot of these categories where I'm like. I guess one would be maybe we both have it. So it's not like a surprise, but poor things for makeup would be an, a reason for that to me is like, like all quiet. It was a movie that people loved. Babylon was not right. And so like, it wasn't going to really win anywhere else. Similar with score, you know, all quiet won these categories. Cause it was like, people like the movie. And so like what this year is going to yeah. be the people like the movie movie. I think Oppenheimer and poor things are that movie, but I don't know. Yeah. No, I think that's why it won production design. Um, it surged at the right time. Um, you know, in January, like none of us saw it coming, really. You know, and then I think probably most of us underestimated it at BAFTA too, and then it won all these BAFTAs. But like mm -hmm. we knew it wasn't going to win Best Picture no. at the Oscars, but it was competitive in these below the line categories. Like, you know, like it could have also won screenplay. You know, it's like. Um, but yeah, I think it won that over Babylon production design because it's the stronger, more well-liked movie. Like they did not like Babylon. <laughs> yeah. And so I think it's like everyone voting. So like maybe Babylon would have won if, if it's just production designers voting for the winner, mm -hmm. but clearly, you know, they, they all liked all quiet. It did very well on the short lists and then, you know, made it in um best picture and you know won a bunch of aftas so it was just the stronger movie there. i think that's a great way to default sometimes when you're like torn on a category yeah and then the other nominees last year so it was all quiet avatar babylon elvis and the fablemans so avatar won this for the first film but I don't think anyone was really seriously considering it for Way of Water. No. And then Fablemans was just not going to win. Um, thanks for playing. And Elvis, like, was competitive, but that it just completely capitulated in phase two. And that was, I went with Elvis, and that was a mistake that I'm not going to make this year with Barbie. Because I just feel like it was just like, they didn't care. They don't, they just didn't care. Right. It's like it was yeah, not going to It feels win. like it, it was one of those films that had enough juice to get the nominations, but it didn't, it doesn't have the passion when it comes to wins. Correct. And I think, you know, yeah. Um, and yeah, and the Brits liked it more than yeah. Oscars. So, so then get rid of that. So then, like Babylon, like that, they just didn't like the movie. So, yeah. Hi, Joyce and Chris. This one's from Michael Joyce. Hi, Joseph and Chris. Love the show and your insightful analysis of the awards race. Thanks, Michael. I've seen a lot of people trying to guess what the Best Picture nominees would have been this year if it was still only five. Some have been arguing whether or not Barbie would have made it in. I maintain that it would because it was one of the only three movies this year nominated for PGA, DGA, and SAG. And the only ones to miss BP, Best Picture, with those noms were Being John Malkovich, Almost Famous, and Dreamgirls. I've listed the movies below that got all three and curious if you think any of these would not make it in, blah, blah, blah. We don't have to read this. No offense, Michael. But uh, basically, Joyce, what do you think would have made it in for Best Picture this year? 
if it was just five. If it were just five. Um, again, you have to think about what was hot from January 11th to the 16th. Um, Oppie, Flower Moon, Holdovers. Mm. I'm like debating between a bunch for the last two. Like, I can see Barbie not making it. I, I would have it not making it. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm like, about to say poor things and anatomy. That was my five. Yeah. As well. Uh, but, like, I could see Barbie making it, but also not, so. As we talked about, I think the... In, in, People really liked Barbie, but not enough, I think, to put it in their top five. And I think it would have been five on a lot of ballots for Best Picture. And I think Anatomy was surging at the right time. It would have definitely made it in. And Poor Things, obviously, was a huge success. Poor Things is also surging at the right time. Like, every time there's, like, a great Poor Things headline, you know, the last few weeks, I'm like, this was supposed to come out in September. I also, I think Barbie would have been seventh. Because I think American Fiction would have been sixth and Barbie seventh if I had a rank. Yeah, I was thinking about American Fiction too, but I feel like maybe that would have been a little bit too late for five. Yeah. You know? And then directing would have been the same. I think it actually, with that five, it matches, makes sense for director too, based on what we've seen previously. Because I think Glazer would have still made it in over Payne. The lone nominee. As a lone nominee. And like, would have been fine. You know what I mean? Like Payne would have missed, same thing. But I do think those are the five this year, not Barbie. So that would have maybe it would have broken precedent, or would have been a being John Malkovich almost famous Dream Girls type movie. Yeah, um, yeah. I think like with you know PJ being ten, obviously that helps Barbie. You know, it's not like it was still five, right? So like, who's to say it was top five at PJ? I mean, it probably was because it's like PGA. So a lot broader body, hmm. but you know, maybe it was also six there. It could have been. This one's from our old pal, David L. Joyce. Hi, Joyce and Chris. It's David L. Again. I have a few questions. Read my full email and don't edit it. Wow. Demanding. Hope, hope you guys had a great Super Bowl weekend. The best parts were Matt and Ben as the Dunk Kings. I'm going to pause there, Joyce, to let you talk about how much we love that commercial. Great. Did you watch the full four minute cut? We did. Yeah. Um, iconic ad. Better than how many Best Picture nominees this year? Um, at least half. I would say half as well. Yeah, that that's his best work since the town. <laughs> Just remarkable. I'd also say Jennifer Lopez underrated performance in it. When she whispers below her breath, no art the look on her face is a look I, I said this to my wife when we watched the commercial case i was like that's a look i've seen many times in conversations with you the have, most relatable have you, look have you ever visited her at work which is just your house no. <laughs> <laughs> just the best damon everything about it was perfect that was so good and this is also funny because there was I think it was a Vanity Fair video with um, RDJ, Killian, and Emily a couple of weeks ago. And they were just like, you know, answering questions. And 
like rdj just it was like almost like as an aside he said of mad like he's not here right now because he's shooting a duncan commercial and i feel like a lot of people read that as a joke it was like no he was literally shooting he was really young yeah so uh we have both tried the drink with i i got the skewers did you get the you have to buy the skewers separately the munchkin skewers lots of skewers yeah um, I need to try the second drink, which is the hazelnut heartthrob. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't do that. I did the the one drink. Uh, yeah, that's Ben's I, drink. I've got some notes for Ben. I mean, listen, it's not my fave, but I also don't hate it. But you you complain about your mix. I'll just say this: when I dumped it down the drain after drinking two sips, I was worried about my pipes. <laughs> so there's like so much because like. It tells you, you know, all the ingredients. And then, like, I order on my app and they print out the sticker. I'm like, that's a lot of shit in here, Ben. It's like, it's I like don't cinnamon know. cinnamon sugar, like foam. Um, I, I'll say this. I'll say this, Trace. I've never tasted anything like that in my life. So congratulations at 45 here. Uh, I got a new a new taste sensation thanks to Ben and Duncan. I, I probably won't get that order again. But I am excited to do the hazelnut because I love hazelnut. And as I told you, I was very upset when Duncan dropped the hazelnut sweetened flavor from its yeah. menu. Yes. So now it's back limited time because of the Dunkings. So I got to get it. Did you order the jumpsuit yet? I couldn't because it was sold out, but I know they've restocked. Okay. Yeah. Continue on David's email so I don't get another email to yell at me about not reading his full email. Chris, are you going to watch the BAFTAs? The full show is available to stream on BritBox.com and you can subscribe for the free trial and cancel it right away like you did to watch the Critics' Choice Awards. It starts on Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern. I like how this is specifically addressed to you. Yes. Yeah. I know you both talked about Lily Gladstone's shocking snub at the BAFTAs, but I was surprised you didn't talk about Greta Lee's shocking snub. What I don't understand is how Tail You from Past Lives gets jury saved, but his co-star Greta Lee doesn't. It doesn't really make sense why BAFTA introduced these dumb juries when they only had one year uh, lacking in diversity in 2020, when they could have just established a new rule for no double nominations for the same actor in the same category like with Margot Robbie. They designed the system to avoid backlash, but this just makes it worse for contenders and still causes backlash anyway. Do you think BAFTA should stop trusting these the cynical jury panels and go back to the old consensus voting system? That's from David L. Uh, I mean, well, with Greta, I like I I'm not like stunned that she was snubbed. Like it's different juries for different categories. So I it's think like, that's the big thing. I mean, like you know, Claire and Paul got in, and Andrew Scott did not. Different juries for different categories. So, yep, that's it. And, and I think Best Actress is more competitive than Best Actor. Yeah, and that's another reason. Um, I. I, I don't mind a jury system. Like, I like anything that keeps the race and the season interesting. Yes. Is, like, I've talked about this before. Is this a great fix? Absolutely not for their diversity issues. No, no, no. Like, they should be focusing on trying to diversify their membership. Would be much better idea. Yeah. But I don't mind, in theory, a jury system. I just think it's more embarrassing for them to keep trying to adjust it every year. Like, oh, it's like, Initially, it was like no one, it was like fully juried, right? And then people got mad because Carrie Mulligan was snubbed for a promising young woman. So then it was like, oh, top two. And then people were still mad. It's like, like Olivia Coleman didn't get in or didn't get picked by, didn't, didn't get in and also didn't get picked by the jury. And then now it's top three. 
after you know, this year so with like Lily, that, that is be? the goofiness. What's okay. next year going to be? Top four top after four. Lily's and miss? Then, and then top six. Yeah. I mean, it does feel a little. little... So that's like the dumb bullshit that yeah. I'm not a fan of. But yeah. I don't like in theory, I don't mind juries in general. Like I um, and these are also very small juries. Like, I think Lily probably would have been nominated. Like, we know now she was not top three. But I think that if it, it was a larger jury of like 60 people or something, she probably would have gotten in. You know, I, the, the story is like, I don't know, like 10 people or something. I agree. This one is from Jane Joyce. Emailed us at slugfestatgoldderber.com. Hi, Joyce and Chris. Everyone is breaking out Killian Murphy's comments from his GQ cover story about Red Eye and how he thinks the press tours are boring and broken. The headlines paint him as a bit of a jerk, even though the actual article doesn't read that way at all. Do you think this negative focus is going to hurt his Oscar chances? Um, absolutely not. So, but also not surprised that all the pickups and aggregations, and I was waiting for it when I read that profile at 8 a.m. yesterday morning. I'm like, who's going to break out these? As soon as I read the comments about the press stories, I'm like, who's going to break this out first? And it I took like eight hours. I totally agree. None affect him at all because I think most people agree with this. And I, yeah, everything he said actors, about- Absolutely, yeah. And everything he said about press stories is 100% accurate and right. Um, but what he said about Red Eye, I think is wrong because it's a good movie. He's like, it's a good B movie. I'm like, B movies are great movies and they're just good. But I don't think anything he said was necessarily wrong about that either. Like he's acknowledging it's a good B movie. And yeah, you can say like good B movies are good movies. And I'm just like, yeah, but like, you know, he's categorizing it differently in his mind. Like that's just his opinion. That's just his opinion, man. Right. So I'm like, he's also not saying he doesn't like it. <laughs> like, there's a whole section about, like, why he took the role and why he likes the character and everything. Um, and he's he's he just doesn't consider it, like, an amazing masterpiece overall, which is fine. But, yeah, this is not going to affect anything. And, yeah, like you said, like, people, like, people in the industry and, like, actors specifically will relate to him about the press store comments. Like, when I read that, I thought of two things. Um, Barry, my beloved Barry, season three, episode three, titled Ben Mendelsohn, aka the first screener I watched when they came in. Watch them out of order because I was like, it's called Ben Mendelsohn. Gotta, Gotta watch, watch this. And it was like Sally was doing a, a you know press. She was on a press tour for her TV show Joplin, and it's she gets you know, she sits down and then it's like all these people from like E! News or whatever. And she gets peppered with just dumb questions, like very vapid questions about her show. And she like can't even answer anything. And then they immediately cut to, or like the interviewer just goes, so who do you think should be the next Spider-Man? And she says, Ben Mendelsohn. And that was inspired by Bill Hader's press tour, uh, Skeleton Twins, which deals with suicide. And he said like when he was on a press tour in Australia, you know, you get like five minutes and the interviewer, you know, asked him about the movie. So he gave this like, you know, like thoughtful answer about suicide and everything and like being there for each other. And then the interviewer goes, right. So what do you think of Robert Pattinson as Batman? <laughs> Just completely jarring. And then the other thing I thought of was Selena Gomez's documentary from a couple years ago. Like there's this whole portion where she's doing a press day and she like one of the junket interviewers like she gives this like again like bill gave this like long answer i don't even know what it was about like maybe it was about like mental health or something like something she was like really deeply passionate about 
And then not, I was going to say follow-up, but it, it was not a follow-up. The following question from the interviewer was just something completely irrelevant, you know, and then she finishes the interview and then she goes back to the green room and she's just like venting to her team. It's like, these fucking people don't listen to a single thing I say because they're just here yeah. for the quick sound bite. Like they don't give a shit at all, you know? So what Killian said is going to be highly relatable. Yeah. I would say this also, not a lot of the other best actor contenders doing the GQ covers right in phase two. No, what was also funny to me because I saw some like tweets yesterday being like, oh, he's like turning this up. Like he knows like Paul and it's like, LOL, magazine cover stories are, you know, done months ahead of time. Like, yeah, like the photo shoot, like you have to like lock in the issue a month in advance. It wasn't done last week. No, like they like Universal didn't call them up last week and be or like you gotta put Killian on the cover. Like this interview was done in like December. <laughs> uh this one is from Matthew. Hi Joyce and Chris. Love the show. Uh Marvel is not an awards juggernaut, but in general, what are your initial thoughts on Deadpool and Wolverine? I love seeing Matthew McFadden in the trailer during the Super Bowl. Um, you know. Marvel in kind of a slump right now. Well, yet while we're recording, Joyce, I don't know if you saw this big Marvel. Oh, yeah, Fantastic Four. Yeah, the casting. They finally officially announced Fantastic Four, which has been known for months, but they didn't actually do it. I think this was probably known even before the strike. But Pedro Pascal, Vanessa Kirby, Joseph Quinn, and Evan Moss Bacharach. Yeah, long rumored, not finally confirmed. And it's coming out July 25th, 2025. We'll see. Thunderbolts moved to May 2nd, 2025. And then Cap 4 just never happening. They're reshooting the whole movie, basically. <laughs> um, But, I mean, I don't know about the Deadpool at the Oscars, but Deadpool ought to be able to revitalize the I'm, MCU. I'm not the biggest Deadpool guy, Joyce. I don't think either of those movies are particularly good. But I was like, the trailer looked fun, and Matthew McFadden was great playing Tom in the MCU. Great, great. when he when he snaps, finger great. and says, "Follow me." Yeah, he went from Waystar to the TVA. Love it. What were your thoughts on any of these other Super Bowl trailers, Joyce? Well, obviously, we already talked about Duncan. Yeah, um, I enjoyed the Michael Sarah one for Cerave. Yeah, and really, that's about it. How about the movies? I don't really care because all of them are just now. The thing is, like, watch the full trailer online which wicked we're going to be talking a lot about that this year for the oscars fascinating just part one i love that they don't even make it clear it's part one they're gonna the curtain's gonna drop right at the end of divine gravity see you next year what wait what um i saw yeah i saw a lot of reactions about like people informing others that this is just part one yes so yeah um looks and i and i mean by like the the cinematography interesting interesting is a great way to put it choice yeah um i i enjoyed the twisters one i didn't realize based on the response to twisters i was like twisters is going to make a billion dollars and i didn't realize it was like a real millennial uh touchstone really I didn't. It's because you're not a millennial like me. 
no i saw twisters i watched it during the pandemic again i'm like this is a fine movie but i'm like this is like the response to it was like it was like fucking jurassic park getting rebooted i mean listen jurassic park is a lot better than twister singular but it was just like a fun time back in 96 yeah i was like this movie's gonna make a billion dollars and then yeah and the trailer is like this is like exactly the 90s disaster movie vibe we've been missing yeah like the entire super bowl was just pandering to me because i'm at that age now where like they they want my attention Mm -hmm. between twisters and usher yep so it was great uh glenn powell biggest star in the world after this summer between that and hitman my favorite movie um he's he's like the actor of the year basically like i mean today's valentine's day as a recording and they have like a valentine's edition basically of anyone but you yeah still killing it still haven't seen it office. somehow rolls right in, he's gonna roll, roll right into hitman and then twisters so it's the king we stand great time the king. To be we stand the king glenn powell love him uh joyce this one is from mary hi joyce and chris uh Speaking of Super Bowl commercials, Shogun is finally coming out after what feels like decade of a decade of development. Based on the trailers, it looks I mean, fantastic. Yeah. Is this show going to be a big win for FX? And what do you think its chances are in the competitive limited series race? Had a Super Bowl spot, um, which I actually, not to brag, but I saw on Friday at TCA because they played it early for us. Wow. Before their presentation. So um yeah, they were very proud to announce that they bought a Super Bowl spot for Shogun. So, you yeah. know, FX going all in because yes, it's been in development for a decade. Um I actually finished a whole season last night. Have uh, you? I have not finished yet. I'm only up they they sent the screeners. I'm up to ep- episode I think I'm through episode six. So the end, I think it's seven. Yeah, the ending of seven, hilarious. Ending of uh, nine. Too. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, um, this is definitely going to be FX's top dog. I think it'll get a lot of below the line nominations that could definitely carry it into series. So I'm not sure about other stuff. So I, I very much enjoyed it. It's very funny. It is a violent soap opera. That's how I describe it. Yeah, I'm loving it so far. Yeah, it's uh, a, it's so funny. And I think once you get past the 70 minute premiere, which is not great, Bob, it gets a lot of fun. Yeah, and it looks awesome. Like it looks like they spent a billion dollars on this. It looks so good to me. Oh yeah, well they did. Um, and... And yeah, just a lot. Of, I think a lot of people will be uh, disturbed by some of the violence, but I love it. It's so awesome and so funny. And I'm I rewind so many of them just to watch them again. Yeah, it, it's a show I feel like we'll be talking a lot about because I think we both quite enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, and I did like today. I did update uh, Emmys. Didn't make really a lot of changes, but I was like, should I put this in or not? And then I just didn't do it. I put so. it in for series. For limited series. Of course you did. Because yeah. you do that. Um, yeah, like the original one limited series 
and got a bunch of nominations, including acting. I don't know about acting. Yeah. I might have yeah. put it in for a couple acting spots. Everyone there. Yeah. Like Anna, your girl. I did yeah. put Anna in. Um, of course you did. So I don't know about those. But yeah, I could definitely just be boosted by... I don't know like if... I don't know about public awareness of, of this show. What's your you're, feel you're about this? Wondering like, that we are well. definitely aware of it. I'm w- wondering that as well. So I was also, I had a conversation with, um, last week also with TC. I was talking to a colleague at another outlet about Shogun. And she was saying that she was talking to one of her coworkers, not on the entertainment desk, but just at her outlet. And Shogun came up and her coworker is Japanese. And her coworker had no idea this was a thing. She had never heard of Shogun. So then my friend was like making the public aware about this show. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. And it's 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 Hulu only. That's another thing. Yeah. I I don't know. I'll I don't be curious know. to see. I'll be but curious. I, I greatly enjoyed it. So. It comes out on, I think, end of February, Joyce. February 27th, uh, two episodes, which I think is the right call because the second episode is way better than the first episode. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Uh, last one. This one's from Mark. Hi, Joyce and Chris. Baseball season is here. Early prediction time. Who's going to win the World Series this year? Well, the odds are favoring all, all of the teams we hate. The Dodgers. I mean, the we've got... None of these, no. No. I'm out the on these. are like, what, like 10th or something? Not even. I don't even know where they are. I'm looking right now. Hang on. Look at the odds. What What odds are you looking at? I, I just typed in DraftKings, even though I use FanDuel. I don't know. Like, it's Dodgers, Braves. The one I'm looking at is Dodgers, Braves, Astros, Yankees. Like, no. Pass. Yeah, I'm out on all of those. Yeah. Uh... And I also don't think they're going to win. Not just because I hate them, but I don't think they're going to win. Like, I think Baltimore plus is, is a, they're fifth. I mean, it's the obviously like, okay. I mean, like the Dodgers obviously overestimated because they got Otani, yeah. Yamamoto, you know, um, and then Clayton sticking around. So, but yeah. I, don't, I mean, I, I never expect the Mets to win. No. I just want them to equip themselves well. I'll say this. The Mets are being wildly underestimated by even their own fan base. I think the team is actually pretty but You know solid. what? That's a good thing. Yeah. That's I think the team thing. is solid and they could definitely make the playoffs. I don't imagine they'll win the World Series. I think yeah. Baltimore would be my pick of this group. I just am like, the Yankees suck. They still suck. Not going to win. No. I did enjoy um, Ben going like blinded by them pinstripes. So Jay-Long. good. Great line. Great line. <laughs> Uh, this is fun, Joyce. We're gonna gonna wrap it up. Be back Sunday. Yeah, we'll be back at some point on Sunday to talk about the bathes. So stay tuned. We'll probably record it in the evening. I think so. Yeah. So we'll we'll follow the winners on Twitter. Maybe I'll be at Chuck E. Cheese again. I don't know. We can only hope. Yeah. Uh, talk talk to you then. Bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com. Follow us on social media at Gold Derby.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.